right. So I'm back again doing another another cast. Uh, but currently waiting for some, an email to come through. Once that does, I'll probably stop talking. But I was thinking again more about houses. Um, so a lot of this stuff I will be talking about. Um, I will delete these podcasts at some point and start again properly. Um, I've been doing a lot of uh, dictation notes. Uh, my friend, he WhatsApps me like paragraphs of essays, like, like how he's doing and all of this stuff. And I was like, this is really weird because it's spelt correctly. He, is, he is, suffers from dyslexia. And I've always been like, how have you suddenly started like, like getting your words correct? Because sometimes I have to decipher it. It's like hieroglyphics sometimes. Because he'll just be bashing his phone, writing out a long message. And then literally now I'm getting essays of stuff. And then I worked out how he was doing it. He's been doing voice notes. So sometimes it won't be grammatically correct but it'll be spelt correctly. So I started doing that on my phone. I started talking about just all the the knowledge I have with mortgages and stuff. So um, I've said that what what I want to do... Well, I'm going to talk about it. Let's do it now. Again, there's another practice. So as I said, I'm waiting for an email to come through. So this, ignore it. It's still a work in progress. Uh, and that's the only caveat. I don't know why I keep doing this. So mortgages... Mortgages is really hard, are really hard to come by. They're generally probably, they're like gold dust. To get a mortgage, you need money. Now, I'm going to, a lot of this stuff is specific, can't get my words out, to London. Um, but if you can afford to do it in London, you can probably afford to buy anywhere in the country. So, things to think about when getting a mortgage you top line will need then this is a problem you would probably need maybe 30 grand and I say maybe for my flat that I bought four years ago first time buyer in total I had 42 grand which was 12 percent 12 and a half percent um I think that was correct, of what the value of my flat was. And even then, I just, just got on the market based on my salary alone. Um, minimum salary for London averages to, to, get a, to get, you know, a basic flat, and I'm saying basic, um, is, and I say, when I say basic, I mean not even a one-bedroom, a studio flat. So to buy, as an example for me, four years ago, you will need to earn a minimum of £23,000 for London, this is. I see a lot of these stories online where you see someone who was 26 and they bought their own house. And then you read, like they go, oh, and they just saved this by doing that. Usually they've stayed at home. They've been at home the entire time. And then you read later on in the comments that their parents gave them fifty grand. Who is that journalist who is writing that? They must think, I've, you know, they've trained... What, an extra four years going to uni to become a journalist and then they come out with crap clickbait like that? It always infuriates me. And I sometimes, when it comes on my Facebook, I'll always comment going, how much money did the parents give them? You know, my parents gave me... They matched what I I had. And I'm very grateful for them. But I would never go to a newspaper and sell my story and also go, oh, look, I, I did this all by myself. If you want a mortgage, save. Make sacrifices. 
you know, look at how coronavirus has affected our lives. A lot of people have started to save and stay in. A lot of people, like my friend has somehow, not somehow, he saved 10 grand during lockdown. And I was like, eh? Because I've been buying more stuff online. Not just because I was scared of going out and getting the COVID. It was just more because I just couldn't be bothered. And it's, it's interesting who, like, it's interesting with finances as well. We're not taught finances in school. So it's a really weird thing to think about that when you do eventually get property or you move out from your parents, whether you're renting, there's many things that you're not told about that you should really be set up for in school. History is one of those things which is sometimes really irrelevant unless you're kind of arguing about politics. Or you're going on a quiz show. You know, history shouldn't be pushed so much. You know, British history, even then, is still a little bit whitewashed. You know, the idea... Is this the email I'm looking for? No. Um, the idea that I'm learning about, say, World War Two, and learning a little bit about Winston Churchill, but then not getting told everything about what Winston Churchill stood for. But I digress. Let's go back to the matter in hand. Anyway, so you'll need a minimum... So, one way of seeing how much you can probably afford in maybe, say, four or five years' time to, to get money enough for a mortgage is to... Why, what I did is to go on any bank website. A lot of them, you don't need to give them your details. Um, I can't recommend because I haven't done it in a while. And I might look into this once I start getting into it properly. But go on the bank's website. Um... And put in your rough details. So maybe do it in two ways. Um, Do it with your salary now. And say you have that amount, that your yearly salary. Put that in as your savings, right? So for example, you're earning, I've said a minimum of 23. So say you've got 23 grand saved as a hypothetical, right? Say you've got that. Put that into the calculator. So saying you earn 23 grand a year and you have 23 grand in savings. And I'm saying this is based on one person. Look at what you can get for that. And then, then you have a rough idea of what you could realistically, and I say realistically, but what you could possibly get. Now, there are a lot of different ways of saving money. The best way of saving money, which I've learned from Martin Lewis, is to have a direct de- direct debit set up and to take that money out, whatever you can realistically afford, take that out the day you get paid. So you kind of don't miss it. I think if it's waiting two or three days, that's a different story. And I'm talking about people who do not have kids, who are single people and no dependents. Because also this is something that is factored in when it comes to a mortgage. If you are a baby daddy or you're a single mum, these are things that are factored in to your mortgage application because they want to know that how it's divvied up is basically you will have a third of your salary, your monthly salary, would be on the rent. The other third would be for bills. And the other third... is um, based on, say, entertainment and for other savings. If you have credit card debts, they will also need to know this as well. And that's also factored in. 
one thing I would say is if you have debts, pay those off first. Make that your priority. Make sure that your credit score as well. Look at your credit score, people, please. It's, it's shocking. The amount of people who do not know that credit score is a valuable thing. You know, renting, I haven't rented yet. I've a lot, heard a lot of horror stories when it comes to renting. I think renting in my area is a little bit, little bit better than it is with some of my friends who live in, say, central London, where they kind of just accept. A lot of them just want to be in central London, which I've, I've never really understood. It's good if you're going out, but like, I wouldn't want to be in the heart of Camden, but some of my friends are, and that's good for them. You know, that's not for me, but good for them. Um, <laughs> so what else? So that's part of the, the mortgage. It is difficult trying to save money. A lot of my friends are waiting for family members to die. But even then, that's still not enough money. You know, unless they were already living in a mansion and it's a million pound house, you know, after tax and other family members that might get split upon, you may not still have enough. So you have to then work out what realistically, what sacrifices can you look at? And I guess that's a different conversation for another day. But, you know, Netflix, do you need it? Can you speak to your friends and all share a password? You know, you can have those ones where you have, like, family accounts. The rule is that you're supposed to all be in the same house. But if one person's paying for it and then you can have another person pay for Spotify, you know, I would probably say overall Amazon Prime. You've got a bit of music on that. And you have some films and TV chucked in. It's not ideal right now. But in the next few weeks and months, they've just bought MGM. So there's going to be some good content coming on that soon. Which is always brilliant. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, I would say pirate, but, you know, that's illegal. So I won't be doing that. Um, so what else? Ways of getting money for a mortgage. Selling things, if you can. You know, I think once you've kind of worked out a goal, stick to it. You know, go through your finances and work out what what money's going to what. I have a lot of standing orders where I have saved money that comes out on payday. In fact, actually, for me, it comes out a few days after payday, just in case... Um, well, just in case I don't get paid. One time for a job... They couldn't pay us for two days just because there was a problem with the software. Uh, and after that, and what they said is that if anyone was reliant on payments and, you know, people got a fine, our, the company at the time would pay those fines and stuff. And some people did for, like, credit cards and um, direct debits for overdrafts. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and the company paid those. Um, and I think they were able to claim that back. But anyway, by the by... I, for me, that was a, always a messy situation. But anyway, this is all just advice. It's not stuff that you have to do, obviously. Um, so what else? So yeah, savings, look at costs. And people think this is just stuff that, you know, you should know. Or, oh, of course, of course, it's that easy. But it's like, actually, not everybody knows that. Not everybody knows to go through their finances at least once a week. I don't much because I know now that not a lot of stuff goes out. Um, I have a Monzo account, so that tells me when money comes in and money comes out straight away. So I get a pop-up notification when I've spent my money or when someone's deposited money in. It's always quite nice when you get, <laughs> you get money coming in from someone. Like if you've gone on, like you've done an Uber and then someone's giving you three, three quid or something or split the cost. 
and it'll just pop up. This person's paid you £7.90. Like, oh, I forgot about that. And then they'll message you five minutes later. Oh, yeah, I just sent it. I'm like, I already got it, thanks. Um, I'm trying to think of other ways. Mainly just cutting costs, really, and being realistic. You know, there, I was reading about something that some people have been trying to do here, which is going to their landlord and going, look, times are really hard right now. You know, job, this, that, the other. I'm making less money than I was before. Bills have shut up. Can you do me a deal? Or I've looked around the area. I guess another solution could possibly be moving to somewhere that's cheaper. You know, that's a sacrifice. If it's cheaper to, to move maybe five miles out from where you are, especially if you drive or, you know, if you don't, I, I, you know, it might cost you more in petrol but still save you money. You might be closer to work, but away from friends. You know, for me, my priority this year is to buy a house. So this is part of that journey. Um, so yeah, actually, some, some mortgages are now the next property. So basically, and I, th- I, think, I don't think I did say this on one that was posted, but we'll start. Uh, my flat is on the market. It's been on with purple bricks, and now I've taken on a second agent. I will do a purple brick special at some point because they. I'm going to read them for filth, if I'm honest. Um, because they kind of overpromised and underdelivered. At least with an estate agent, you can kind of work out when they're lying. And I think the problem as well with purple bricks because you you have to pay them regardless. I think that's the thing where you have to realize you have to kind of work out beforehand if they're worth it. If they were to, because their model is literally, you pay us, we'll do what we can. And you, for, for them, and again, I will do a, a whole special about them and the, the, the best and worst of. Actually, I'll do it now. Screw it. Because I've, I've still got this email to come through. Um, so with Purple Bricks, they came over, they valued it, they valued it 10 grand more than everyone else. Oh, is this my email? No. Oh, no. Um, so they overvalued it 10 grand more than everyone else and overpromised and, as I said, underdelivered. So it was all f- well and good. I was like loving life. I was like, oh my God, 10 grand more. I don't really need that much more money. In terms of, I didn't want to almost rip someone off. But I also thought, well, I could just always lower the price. And that is their model. They overestimate. Because I, after, so after, I had loads of estate agents around my area come over to view. They all said the same price for my studio flat. Um, and then when it came down to purple bricks, they were 10 grand more. So I kept, I was thinking to myself, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like 10 grand more. Oh my gosh, that'd be really sick. Like, I, you know, that's more money than I kind of needed because I have money saved up for the next place. Like, I have a minimum I have to sell this for. So because that was beyond the minimum, I was like, well, that's fine. Like, I knew what I wanted to hear. And I got what I wanted to hear from all the estate agents. So we went for the... I went for the Purple Bricks option. And I don't remember if they fully explained that once... You have, like, a two-week cooling-off period as well, which I don't think I was told about at the time. And this is the thing I need to think about. (laughs) Because I personally would and wouldn't recommend Purple Bricks... The beauty of Purple Bricks is that you sell it yourself and they are cheaper and a lot cheaper than high street estate agents. But high street estate agents push your property to other people because if they don't, you know, they don't get paid until it's sold, essentially. Not even essentially, that's their job. 
So they can't push... They can't push all these different people... Purple Brick Sisters to your flat. They do a lot of, like, generic, I guess, adverts. I have seen my flat appear on Purple Bricks adverts, or even on Facebook and on Twitter and on, like, The Mirror, which is... It's it's quite weird sometimes when you... Like, oh, that's my flat! Oh, shit! And, it, you know, you're, you're looking at stuff and it just pops up and it's like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, there's my flat. And it makes you a bit giddy. And, like, when it went on sale, I had all these... It, like, it tells you, like, on a weekly basis... Like, how many people viewed your flat and the breakdown of it from Zoopla and Rightmove, which are, the, like, the two main websites. Um, and it tells you, like, what, how many views, how many people have then eventually, like, found it in the search and then clicked through the pictures and then have clicked on this or maybe sent it on to other people. Um, in total, in the nearly 10 months it's been online, I've had four viewings. It's not because my property's... I, I, and this is the thing as well. One of the problems with Purple Bricks is they... What they say to you, you know, when it's like, oh, well, it hasn't got many sales, and they kind of checked in, they were like, well, maybe reduce the price and get more hits. And it's... Hold on. Alexa, remind me in an hour to get milk. Okay, I'll remind you in one hour. I'm reminding you. No. Oh, gee. Alexa, stop. Um, I need to get milk. So I've just set up a, rem- <laughs> set up a reminder two hours ago to get milk and I still haven't left the house to get it. Um, but Purple Bricks. Um, so, yeah, their model is to kind of... There's a guy with a speaker playing the Dreams advert. Um, to to basically put the price up and they'll say to you, oh, just reduce the price, reduce the price, reduce the price. Oh, he's got Spotify on this guy. He's on a scooter and he's uh, playing Spotify. Um, but yeah, so that's their model. And it kind of does and doesn't work. It is, you know, it's one of those things where I think it will be investigated in the near future. Because... You know, they, their service is brilliant. The fact that they are cheaper. They're not like high street estate agents where high street estate agents will then also push you to do added extras. You know, with Purple Bricks, it's very clear. You know, I think the, I think my biggest problem with Purple Bricks is the they don't have a no-sell, no-fee. And I'd rather, if they had that, I'd rather pay an extra grand almost for the no-sell, no-fee. If they did sell it, I'd rather pay that as an extra so if they had, yeah, because that way, that way I would kind of go, yeah, cool, you've done your business. I think if you are a house, it's easier through Purple Bricks than a flat. Um, I had a few people view, the few people that had viewed the flat, kind of, some wanted it cheaper, which I was like, I did really reduce the price, and this is the market rate. You know, some people, I should have said, um, my flat was on the market for, uh, for 180 I paid 165 for it. The person before me paid 165 for it. And I think the person even before them, which was maybe even 10 years ago, the price hasn't really gone up. But the best bit about my flat is it's done up to the, to the, to the nines. I think that's the phrase. It's done up really well. So um, I'm basically... Anyone who moved, moved in... So a lot of the flats were bought... But a lot of the flats around here were made 1980s, 1990s. 
right? But mine actually has been reconfigured. So the bathroom's a bit more different from other people in my building who've got theirs, theirs flat for sale. Also, mine is the same price as theirs. One guy has reduced his down to 145. Now, I can't take that hit. Um, you know, I've been chatting to the bank and I was like, well, also morally, I don't see why I should sell it for less than what I paid for it. You know, if you, I, I don't like these estate shows, housing shows where, they, you know, you have it and then people will like do it up and flip it to sell it on. Obviously, a lot of people who are in a position to buy don't want to do up their own property. They want to just move in, it's already done. Even if it just means that you have to do a bit of painting to make it your own. But people don't want to kind of have a bomb site or something that's really old. Here, you know, I'm, I'm happy with what I've got. I've got a cracked window, but whoever bought that would probably want to replace the windows anyway, hence why I haven't repaired it. And to be honest, um, I've had this flat for so long. Sorry, I've had this flat. So the windows are just old. They're the original wooden windows, wooden frame windows. So whoever would be in here would probably want to replace it with proper double glazing as well. Um, there's a police helicopter, which I don't think you can hear in this. Um, so wh- where am I at? Um, so yeah, purple bricks. I kind of don't want to dog on them too much. But high street, high street hey, estate agents, be careful, man. Jesus. Because the problem with them is they also, this is something I'm going to write up. You have to do your research. You know, I'm now with a high street agent, which is local to me. Um, so far, I think in the three weeks that we've signed, they've only brought one, one couple over. They have made an offer. Unfortunately, their offer is too low for me to sell. Also, the problem I have is if I sell through this high street agent, because I've also got purple bricks as part of the scheme, I have to pay out almost four grand in fees. So technically, I would really like to be up. Like all the money I do have saved is for, well, just general fees. Um, I think there's always a hidden cost as well that people don't factor in, which is... Um, lawyers, well, solicitors, to sort out the conveyancing services. You know, that is one thing that you do need with property. You need a conveyancing service. You need um, someone to let you know that your property is nice and it's something that you want to buy. And it's also for the bank to verify that the place, this helicopter is actually flying over my house. Um, for the bank to, um, that's what made any difference, closing the window. It's not made any difference. Um, the bank want to check that, you know, if they lend you money, the house isn't going to fall apart the minute you move into it. Um, I bought... This place was checked. I'm near... Um, I'm near a river. And they had to check for flooding. So I am in the catchment of being just over 400 metres away from uh, the river. So if it did flood, it's banks... I'm still going to be safe because I'm slightly elevated as well. Um, Because it's also not a new build, there's not much that they really need to check because those those things have been done. I think if you buy a new build, it's a little bit more difficult as well. Banks really... Banks will lend, but there's, I think, more checks because there's not the history. So they will know that there's not been any floodings around here, so the insurance and all of that will be relatively cheap. And there won't be real any issues. 
that I won't be able to pay or also sell when it comes to a bank making their money back from the mortgage. Uh, another thing with mortgages, sometimes you might have to pay a higher fee per month. <coughs> so um, something I've, I've been taught recently is to review your mortgage. So I'm on a five-year fixed rate mortgage. The rate I'm paying is very high. So a lot of it is interest. And this is where my knowledge kind of falls apart now. So I'm paying 2% interest. So basically almost half of what I pay for my mortgage well, of what I pay for my mortgage, about half of that is just on interest. Now, the rates have gone down a lot since then. So I would love to fix it for another year or two. I can't do that until the tail end of my five years, which will be, well, six months before. So in a few months' time, I can then fix my mortgage and then pay a cheaper rate and also pay... I'll probably pay the same amount, but I'll be paying less on um, interest. So it means I would also pay it off quicker. Standard mortgage is about 30 years. Um, you might say to your bank, can I have 33? They'll have a maximum, they'll tell you. Usually it's based around when you would retire. So I guess the sooner you get it done, the sooner you will pay it off. So for like if you were born when I was born, um, I think I can retire at 68. It's a government thing. And I actually, because I've got a private pension, which again, I could talk about another, t- I say I can, I will talk about another time, hopefully. Um, with my private mortgage, I can retire at 65. Um, but hopefully by that point, by the time I'm actually retired, I, all that money that I'll be getting is just for me. So I'll be going on cruises. Um, how long have I been talking? Because I said 25 minutes, it feels like I've been talking longer. Um, but yeah anyway um, mortgages overall are hard to come by the best thing to do is to look at as an overall look at what is the minimum you would need without any government schemes because if you can do the normal standard mortgage do it there are some schemes that work in your favour that the government are producing some schemes that don't shared ownership avoid like the plague I would either rent for the rest of my life than to get a shared mortgage or shared ownership. Because a lot of the shared ownership schemes, if they're not really council run, are done for profit. So you are screwed. They do a thing called staircasing. And I won't go too much into it because my knowledge isn't that vast on it. But um, you could buy it back. So it's part rent, part mortgage. Um... And I believe they're two separate things. So you could almost, almost probably be paying over £1,000 a year. It's good as an entry level to get you onto the market, but ideally not really. Because you can, what they call staircase, and buying 10% uh, bits. But even then, it's kind of against you buying in 10% because I don't really ever want you to buy 100% because they still want to keep charging you. So you could be a cash buyer. And some of them also, you have to earn like a certain amount or you can't earn too much as well. Because I think as well, they're supposed to be, I think you can't earn more than 42 grand last time I looked a year. And I think that's in total. Uh, so you and your partner, if you, if you are doing it. I'm talking about single person doing it. Also, if you can get a studio flat, you can convert some of them into just having a stud wall up so you have a bedroom. 
some layouts of some studio flats. My friend has a studio flat and he converted it into one bedroom. I would do the same in mine if it wasn't for the fact I've got uh, a great big wardrobe. So I can't convert it, really, unless I took out the wardrobe. So I've got built-in wardrobe against the side. Um, and I could put a partition down the middle and have it as a bedroom. Because the bedroom, you don't really need sunlight. You, you, you know what I mean? You could just be in a box. You could be in a cupboard under the stairs, really. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I'm rambling now. I was on a good topic and then I got distracted by the helicopter. And also, there's this email hasn't come in yet. Um, but, yeah, anyway, mortgages. Try and save as much. You'll need more than you actually need. You could have 50 grand. And I would probably say 40 of that should probably be for your mortgages. And then the other 10 grand for maybe two of that for maybe well if you're buying some more some banks include the conveyancing services and the solicitors to buy so i would probably also look at banks that do do that you know check your own bank see if they offer you a, a discount um my bank that i was with um i should say i was part of a scheme um i, I forgot to put that bit um, I bet that was a local council scheme. So unless you're in my area, it's irrelevant. It's not a government scheme. It's it's a council, my local council scheme. Um, and they gave me a percentage of what the property was worth. And part of the deal was I had to stay there for three years. I couldn't just buy it, get the mortgage and move out after a year. Or even sublet it because they came around at random times. Throughout those three years, I was under contract with them. Um, and it was a grant. But if I was to move out within those three years, I'd pay them a percentage back of that, which was fair enough anyway. I wasn't planning on moving out anytime soon anyway. And I'm still here four years later. Um, but yeah, so that was part of a government scheme. So that's why, uh, council scheme, sorry. That's why I had a little bit of extra money as well on top of that. But if you had, if you were lucky enough to get 50 grand, all of that is not going to be on a deposit. Um, I would say put 40 grand down as a deposit. And that 10 grand you've got, so you're ready to pay off solicitors and any other fees that might come about. You know, moving as well, um, storage units that you might need. Because there's always last minute things that you don't remember or you don't think about. If you're moving from your parents to, to moving out, you're laughing. But if you're already in a flat and you're trying to get a mortgage or you, you have a mortgage, that's going to be quite stressful because you're kind of doing two things at once. You need to make sure that you've got your date that you're going to leave by. Um, hold on. Well, I have an email that I actually... I'm wait, I've got an email. Um, I need to do this. Bear with me one second. This is great content. I will... If I just talk to myself to log... 
um, basically work, work's getting to me. Um, I say getting to me, I don't mean that. As in I'm trying to do some stuff for work, trying to be clear for the weekend and I can't log in. So I'm waiting for my password to be reset. So that's the email I've been waiting for for over 32 minutes. Um, so yeah, mortgage, um, if you have 50 grand, as I said, 10 grand, keep some of that money. You know, it's one of the things where I see competitions on TV and people go, oh, look, I've won 20 grand and I, I spent it, I'm going to put that on the deposit. It's like, and... Because then you're just scrambling around trying to find money and getting yourself into debt on credit cards. And you don't need... The only, for me, the only debt I have is my mortgage. You know, if I can't afford it, I won't buy it. Simple as that. I don't believe in debit cards and credit cards. I don't have an overdraft set up. I've, when I got... I was, I was really wary of contactless cards for ages because I read about people, scammers, basically going on the underground and, like, getting card machines and tapping them on people because they'd have contactless cards. So I didn't have one for ages. I'm very quite good with my money to a certain extent, um, except for when I get a bonus, I end up <laughs> spending that. Uh, one other thing as well with mortgages, when you have a mortgage, um, there's a thing that Martin Lewis also said, um, overpaying your mortgage. Some have a fee, so if you pay more than, say, 10%, um, of your mortgage off in a year or 10%. Oh, God, right, I need to stop this. Bye.